Alrighty, we are back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf, Leaf Radio. I'm the host of the most, the king of the quarantine, Jimmy Falcon, and we are back, and it's an absolute honor to welcome Vlad, the gothic magician. Or what, what did you prefer, the gothic magic of Vlad? That was one thing I forgot to ask you. I've just been saying Vlad, the gothic magician. Either way, just you can just shorten it up to Vlad. Okay. <laughs> but Vlad, how are you today? I'm excellent, and yourself? Not doing too bad. It is getting kind of the cold, colder part of the year here for us uh, in Illinois. But I mean, you're on the East Coast, and what I remember, so I'm sure you've already had snow and ice and hellfire and brimstone. No, I'm in I'm in the southern part, so we don't rarely ever see any of that. Really? I, I moved, moved down from being in Massachusetts to the uh, coastal area, so it's like sort of like now. Now, if anyone mentions the word flurries, they sort of run screaming to buy milk and beans and rice and everything else. So uh, they can stock up for the next six months, you know, instead of where I was in Massachusetts where, you know, there could be 10 feet of snow and they postponed school for an hour or so the small school children could put their boots on and they put chains on the buses and send them off. <laughs> oh, yes. Almost reminds me of the stories of my grandpa told me back in the day about the uphill both ways, no shoes in the winter, you know, six feet of snow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I sort of see where, like, you know, the, the whole New Englander thing comes from now, because I, I remember living up there one year, and it, and it snowed, and it was snowing five feet of snow every day, and it snowed for four days in a row. So at the end of the street, there was about 20 feet of snow left. Wow. Some sort of like you expected to see Krampus coming around the corner. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I really wish I was somewhere better equipped because I just, I really hate, I feel like anymore especially I hate the cold, but I don't know why I loved it so much as a kid. Now it just makes my bones hurt or something. I don't know. As, as you get older, it's like because now in the back of your mind you equate it with shoveling snow. Or running a snowblower. When you're younger, it's playtime. When you get older, you're like, uh, there will be more work involved. So you're like, I'm just not going to deal with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, I've been starting off my shows like the last year and a half now, asking how uh, everyone's COVID journey is going. And now that we're we're past it for the most part, how did you get through that nasty COVID? Oh. jumped on, um, sort of like the, you know, exploration of when they did the, you know, the vaccines, we got into an early study and everything else, but it was, I sort of took the time to, uh, I hate having to look for stuff for my shows, so what I did was I ended up like finding small uh, decorative boxes and things and, and making it so... Uh, all the boxes were themed. You know, I have my Titanic box, and I have uh, a Waverly Institute box, and everything that I have a show about is now in its own little property, all organized in its own little box, because no one could do actual shows. So I'm like, you know what? When we actually get to do them, if somebody goes, hey, do you have a haunted asylum show? And I go, of course I do. And it's all packed, ready to go. <laughs> you know, so it was all waiting for things to, 
Europe, so I, I took the time instead of, I mean, I, I worked a lot with like Vince Wilson, and Vince took the time to um, set up the whole thing with Zoom meetings and Zoom shows, and I just, I'm just not a big fan of like, talking to people like this on the phone or in person. I'm just not a big fan of trying to compete with Hollywood and do a show over the internet, because I'm in the back of my mind, you know, it, it sort of is, you can watch my show, or you can watch The Avengers, and I don't think I can compete with The Avengers, so, yeah, I'll wait until I can actually do the show live, you know, so. Well, in that, <clears throat> in, excuse me, in that same respect, you know, I've been doing this since 2008, and now everyone who's anyone has a podcast, so now I have to try to compete with guys like Bob Saget, Joe Rogan, George Lopez. I'm nowhere as funny as those guys. I mean, I listen to those guys' shows, so there's no way. Well, it, you know, it depends on what audience you're going for. Because it's like you have, a, you have a wide range of interests, too, in things. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm sure those guys are not, you know, bringing up, you know, topics of, you know, hey, let's talk about 70s and 80s wrestlers and ghost hunting. <laughs> Vlad, you got it. You got me there, man. I can't argue with you. I mean, I don't think I don't think if we put them in a room like some of those guys, you know, maybe there might be one or two of them, but I don't think you go, "Hey, who is your favorite '70s wrestler?" I don't know. Is Triple H count? <laughs> oh, that is priceless. Well, now that we're on the topic, uh, Vlad, who was your favorite 70s professional wrestler? <laughs> For me, um, Mil Moskowitz. Ah, oh, the man of a thousand masks. Yeah, I got, the, I got the opportunity of, like, being brought to shows early on with my father. And so I got to see wow. Blackjacks. I got to see... Lands and Mulligan. Like, the Hammer of Valentine and the Valentines and Mil Moskowitz, Pedro Morales, Bruno Sammartino. Baron Von Rosh, like a lot of those people. Like, I even got to see Waldo Von Erich. So. <laughs> wow. I, I wasn't on the other side of the, uh, the line of demarcation there, so I didn't get to see Dusty or Ric Flair or any of the southern guys because they wouldn't they wouldn't cross that invisible line like they would have to <coughs> Polish power. <laughs> Man, I, I think I've interviewed at least half of the guys you just named. But it's so cool because, I mean, I it's almost like going around full circle for me. I feel like when I grew up watching Stone Cold Steve Austin and then in 2010 I got to interview him. It's kind of my full circle for like someone who grew up watching Burt Reynolds and then gets to work with him in a film. Elvira, Mick Foley, 
Butch Patrick. <laughs> and I'm, I'm supposed to build atmosphere. You know? <laughs> okay, we'll go with that, you know. And I got to chat with Mick Foley for a little while. And it was just, I mean, he's a real humble guy. When I met him, it was like, you know, sort of like I, you know, I did the whole, like, thank you very much for all the years that, like, you know, that they enjoyed your work. And he was just sort of like, okay, you know. <laughs> Well, I, I almost antiquated that, like, <clears throat> one of the, those old bar jokes, like, oh, Eddie Munster, Vlad the Gothic Magician, uh, Elvira the Mistress of the Dark, and Mankind walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. Upstairs, hi upstairs hiding in the haunter section was uh, Captain Spaulding there, Sid Hayes. Oh, so wow. It was, sort of, it, was, it was a good year. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Mankind, uh, Mick was my favorite wrestler growing up, and I, I got to meet him. I never interviewed him. I'll just say yet, because that would be awesome, but um, I did get to meet him. Um, gosh, uh, Butch I've known for about 10 years. He's he's an awesome guy. And I don't know Elvira, but she is still very beautiful to this day. <laughs> I do know that. I did want to ask you, I know we, <laughs> I don't think I've really got like a, a good, a good question out, but, uh, um, <clears throat> lost my train of thought there for a sec. Oh, uh, SoCon 2019 I wanted to bring up, um, you and Vince were at that and participated in that. Uh, what was your memories of that? And, uh, do you think you'll ever be back in the future? Um, I know, you know, we've been approached about doing it and I've been a big thing for both of us was just to like sort of, you know, try and financially figure out a way to, to make it practical. I mean, we liked it. You know, I had no idea about, like, Mattoon, um, the area. You know, and Vince goes, oh, you don't, you, you didn't know about the Mad Gasser? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Sorry, there's one Victorian murderer I didn't know anything about, you know. <laughs> but uh, I was like, it's, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I would have liked to have been able to um, probably to go on the, went to like one of the haunts like that was there mm -hmm. you know i would have like probably checked that out like some of the places because it's like when i get to go someplace if i have spare time aside from you know hanging out and socializing one of the first things i like to do is go to a local you know, not not usually a chain because they're not usually as better as good equipped um but if i go to a local bookstore because mm -hmm. i like to find i like to find the local author section and buy legend and ghost story books oh, that's nice. from that area because you're not gonna you know if you're in some deep part of texas you're you're not gonna find any place else you're not gonna find like a story that is written except for in those areas by local authors so it's like i like to find you know the stories from that area that i can incorporate into a routine sometimes so, so i like to do that i like to get a it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was not, I didn't know what to expect because Vince gave me very little 
Yeah, we're in an area where <clears throat> I'm not sure if you became, if, you know, I don't want to say familiar with it, but if you learned anything about it where you were here, but we're in an area that's really big on Abraham Lincoln because he kind of grew up in this area. So there's, there's like we the... Stopped, we actually <laughs> stopped by the cabin because I was, you know, I, I made Vince, I made him, I'm like, we're making a detour. And he goes, why? I go, because there's a sign for Abraham Lincoln's cabin. And I go... I don't know if I'll, I'll ever be out this way, but we'll see it while it's here. You know, I'm like, take advantage of history when you can. You know? Well, I will tell you this before I move on to other things. Um, unfortunately, it's not the actual cabin, and Abe never lived there. It was his parents, his, his mom and stepdad's house. They had the actual cabin uh, there until the 30s, and then when the... Uh, the world's, I think it was like the whatever 1930s, whatever World's Fair came about. Um, Robert Todd Lincoln had it dismantled, shipped to the World's Fair, and then after that, it was taken down and like lost. <laughs> so that was that was the first roadside attraction, huh? It's like we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, have pretty much. president's house, we're just gonna move it so you can see it at the fair live and in person. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I always say uh, Central Illinois, is, we, we basically have signs that say Abe Lincoln pooped here in 1860. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff. It's it's a nice little area. I've lived here my whole life, and there's there's definitely some, some cool history and things to do. Yeah, and whoever lives there hates themselves for living there those parts of the year, I'm sure. And they, live, they leave. A lot of them, they're like, you know what, we go on vacation. Oh, really? We leave because what they, on Halloween especially, they block, like in the afternoon, they put up roadblocks in and out of the city so you can't get in and out unless you ask them to move the roadblock. And they bring in like construction equipment block off some of the side streets and they ride through with ATVs and mounted patrols and things like that to, to corral the crowds. Kind of, you know. 
That sounds like the Civil War. It is. It is. <laughs> into this small area, and, and when we tried to do shows, and we're like, hey, we're doing this spooky magic, and they're like, no, I'm looking to pick people up or get hammered. And we go, well, we got a magic show here, spooky magic, and they're like, do you serve alcohol? I'm like, no. Oh, we're done. I just thought of it. It's like it's like the Civil War meets Sturgis with witches. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I sort of, I, I always feel like sort of, you know, it's like, you know, you're you're spooky, but everybody else wants to be spooky then too. It's like sort of, so you feel like you're almost in an episode of like what we do in Shadows, you know, like where you're looking there at all the other freaky people, you know, <laughs> it's like, like waiting for swear wolves. Well, I was also. Yeah, the, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Whatever, whatever you want to ask, go ahead. Jump in. And... Well, I've now that I've burned out like almost all the time we <laughs> that I told you we were gonna have uh, a couple of things. Um, I was curious how you uh, came up with. I'm guessing you did the art. I'll call it of uh, gothic magic because I have not seen it anywhere else before. Hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about like magic as a career, and you know they were like, "Well, we're using magic techniques to create these illusions in the haunted house." And I go, "How do you become a magician? Don't they bring you out to the sacred grove by candlelight? And you know you have to be the seventh son of this." They go, "No, you find a mentor and go to the meetings." So uh, I s sort of took my hmm. background as a haunted attraction person and the, the character that I had there ended it with being a magician and I never liked the um, saucer image or some of the other ones so I go you know what I'm not a I'm not a guy from Miskatonic University I'm not a sorcerer I'm an aristocratic vampire so I said you know comfortable in the Victorian times so and I said well you know and I put it in the beginning I was using macabre manifestations no one knew what macabre yeah. meant. Oh, I they was... Were like, so, <laughs> they, they were like, so what's a macabre? And I go, it's macabre. It's you know? And it's like, you feel like Vincent Price explaining it to small children. You go, it's macabre. And they go, oh. So I was like, okay, well, what is a trend of literature or something that they're familiar with? And I go, gothic, there we go. Eerie, hmm. melancholy, spooky fog-shrouded castles, and I go, I'm going to be the gothic magician, so there I you created go. gothic magic. Wow. And I'm sure it's uh, a condensed, condensed version of like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's uh, brought you some pretty interesting experiences, and I mean, well, I'm just hanging out with people like Butch Patrick and Elvira and <laughs> Mankind, all at the same convention. Like other people, like Ron Fitzgerald, and like a oh, yeah. number of people. Ron's awesome. Yeah, and you know, I got to perform in a lot of the vampire clubs in New York City, and, and associate with the people there, and all the underground, you know, creepy communities and things. So it's gotten me into some strange and unusual places. Oh, I'm sure it has. Ron is. I could definitely see you and Ron going on the road together and almost having some kind of show. 
it's like I, I do the sort of like, you know, the cabaret, mm-hmm. smaller stage or like up close and personal, you know, intimate type thing. And he does the big full scale, you know, right. spooky, he's the spooky David Copperfield. You know? <laughs> he wants to do the big giant. You know, I, I remember back in the day before he was using Gothic Illusionist, he was like the like brat prince of magic. Absolutely. Well, what does the future hold for you? It's where I always like to end the show. I think we're going to have to do like a part two down the line because we, we seem to mesh pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I had a good time talking to you about stuff. You know, anytime if you want to do it. In the future, I'm going to be doing, uh, I have a, in January, I have a magic convention coming up, which is just Spooky Magicians uh, in Myrtle Beach. And then we have the Pose Magic Conference coming up in the end of March. Baltimore, so we have like the tour of Edgar Allan Poe's grave, um, all the other creepy people from around wow. the world coming there to hang out with Vince Wilson and I. So it's going to be part of the Poe's Magic Conference. So doing that, and then hopefully, like, we'll be able to pop back out to tour sometime when you know we got some good something back out there, and schedule that in. Any, uh, I'm always open to like any kind of like other things that I can find a way to, you know, add my, my little take on, on the intimate, spooky things, you know. Other magicians have told me, they're like, oh, if you go see Vlad, it's like, you know, a horror movie live in your living room. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, there you go. My job's to remind you there may still be monsters in the intimate. <laughs> Wonderful. I already didn't sleep last night. Thanks, Vlad. <laughs> I was going to say before uh, we hang up, that SoCon didn't happen last year, of course, because of COVID. Didn't happen this year, but 2022, it's going to be back. So uh, I think you and Vince should uh, talk with Becky and, and try to get something worked out because it would be nice to see you guys again. Yeah, yeah. Try and, try and do some stuff out there. And maybe, maybe make a visit out there. Oh. Creepy. Um, where can uh, people find you if they want to see some of this for themselves? Alrighty, and my final thought, my friend Ariana Cherry told me to tell you hello. <laughs> I feel... Absolutely. Can do, sir. Thank you so very much, and enjoy the rest of your night. You do the same. Talk to you again soon. Alrighty, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Alrighty, guys, big thanks to Vlad the Gothic Magician. You guys have got to check this guy out. I remember seeing and meeting him at the 2019 SoCon. It was an awesome experience. Uh, check him out. I know uh, Google, uh, get the Google search engine going with the pictures it's just so awesome i mean you guys are gonna have a field day uh we are gonna be back on the 12th of december because the 9th of december i'm gonna be turning 33 and i just don't know if i can handle it (laughs) so i gotta give myself like three extra days uh but december 12th we're going to welcome actor paul wilson to the show and paul's work has been a big part of my life because he had a recurring role on cheers 
which I grew up watching as a kid. He also had a role uh, in one of the funniest films I think I've ever seen, Office, Play, uh, Office Place, Office Space, where he played one of the Bobs, Bob Porter and Bob Slytel. Uh So you guys like Office Space, cheers. He also did a lot of other things, too, that most of you, I'm sure, have enjoyed, so be sure and check that out. And we will see you guys then. Big thanks to Vlad again. And thank you everyone for listening. Have a great night. I can hit the button here.